104.7 The Cave. Mike, the intern on the phone with my good friend Aaron from Circa Resort and Casino downtown Las Vegas. Uh, reason I'm calling Aaron uh, every week, of course, is because he's got some good insights into uh, what's happening as, as far as across the sports world from a sports book perspective. So his insight is just awesome. So first up, of course, we got the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship this week. And before we go into the AFC, let's talk about the game in Philly. Aaron, what are your thoughts on this one? You know, this one's funny to me simply because they actually both games are funny. This, this is a really fascinating weekend just because both of the lines are so close. It's only the third time in history, uh, assuming these lines hold or stay around where they are, that both games have a line of under three. Uh, last time was the, the 97-98 season. But um, this is a really fascinating game. I really thought going in that I was going to love the 49ers. Then the 49ers, quite frankly, didn't look good last week. Brock Purdy looked like he came down to earth. The the offensive line didn't, and the weapons didn't quite look as good. And who knows what's going on with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. So you see the Eagles right now at two-and-a-half-point favorites, which is fair. My play on that one, honestly, and then I'll talk about this a little bit uh, later when we talk about the Chiefs game, is to tease the 49ers up, get them up over a uh, touchdown, because I do think this is going to be a close game. But in the week where I really thought I was going to be all in on the 49ers, and I've been all in on the 49ers for a little while now, I'm now suddenly a little bit hesitant about them. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I think we're really going to get to see what kind of team the Philadelphia Eagles are. I mean, uh, last weekend they looked pretty much unstoppable um, and could do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And on that note, that's to me the way the Cincinnati Bengals looked against the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, it was just they did whatever they wanted. And, and when you can run the ball like they do, it makes the whole world a lot easier because then, of course, they've got two of arguably the best receivers in the game on their team in Higgins and Chase. So that makes life a lot easier for Burrow. Um, I think, in my opinion, the Chiefs cannot play zone because Burrow seems to be able to pick that apart no problem. So it's going to have to be man. That front four are going to have to chase him down like crazy. It's going to be, when it comes to the AFC Championship game, on the Kansas City Chiefs defensive shoulders. I mean, uh, we can talk about what's going on with Patrick and all that stuff, but really right now, um, it's it's a pick'em game as far as the numbers go. I mean, it really is a pick'em game, and, and I do agree with you. I think that even more importantly, you said it, this is going to be the front four. We saw the makeshift offensive line play so well last week for the Bengals, which shocked me. Me too. Uh, I really expected to see another situation where just sack after sack after sack, but uh, that didn't happen. So if the Chiefs' front four gets as much pressure as the Bills did last week, then yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. If they can start getting some pressure on them, then I think this is an interesting game. And as you said, this game could come down simply to Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And this has been one of the more fascinating playoff games I can remember from a gambling perspective. We opened here at the Circa at uh, Chiefs minus one and a half, and it immediately got buried. And everyone, and it wasn't just at the Circle, Circa, everybody just got buried by Bengals' money. Everybody, public, sharp. You know, everything that we see has to be taken with a grain of salt. The line started coming back down, and all of a sudden, you know, now we're getting it. It's flipped back over. It's right where I thought this was going to be around the Chiefs two, two and a half game. Right now, it sits at Chiefs minus one, and um, I, I think that's when all of a sudden done, it's going to end around Chiefs minus two. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of flipped back and forth um, after the press conferences yesterday and then watching him jog. I mean, he's going to play through it, whatever. Uh, we'll see what happens, though, man. It's going to be an exciting finish for the AFC and the NFC, I think. Both any of these teams uh, are definitely deserving of being at the end. Of course, I want my Kansas City Chiefs there as well. All right, last but not least, let's talk about futures for a second. I mean, I know uh, we just had an announcement as far as baseball's Hall of Fame. Um and uh, the one one of the guys, uh, a former Cardinal, getting in, which is really cool. But uh, um, who do you like? I know this is about the time of the year when uh, the futures start getting put down on teams to go all the way into the baseball season. Who do you like going into this season so far? Oh, man, you're catching me a little bit off guard here. I uh, normally flip over to college basketball before I get deep into baseball. But, but I'll tell you what, I, I have liked the Rays for the past few years. And, you know, they're a team that's always built well. They always seem to be a little bit undervalued at the beginning of the season. And then they turn it on during the season, and eventually they'll cruise into the playoffs, and you'll get some good value on them. Uh, I think that if you're looking just, again, for a longer shot, not a long shot, of course, but, a, but something that might have nice value that uh, you'll kind of look back in July and August and be like, oh, yeah, glad I got it then. I don't hate the phrase at all. That uh, interesting pick. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. We uh, will definitely see what happens. But yeah, that's not. That's definitely not a bad choice at all. All right, you mentioned college basketball. Uh, it's been a little bit of a shakeup in the top ten. Uh, my K State Wildcats got up there, but then of course, right after they get the recognition, uh, they get knocked off by Iowa State, which is. You know, it sucks, but there are some really good uh, contenders this year. I think going into the tournament, um, which is about a month away. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right away now. Um, pretty much from day one, I've been on the Houston bandwagon. I got them back in the, the mid-teens, uh, back during the preseason. And even though they did lose to Temple at home, which is insane, that might be the biggest upset of the year, maybe not statistically, but just from a uh, you know ranking perspective. Uh, I, I really like Houston. You can find them around six to seven to one right now. I honestly don't expect them to lose another game. This is maybe one more game somewhere they'll get tripped up on the road, maybe at Memphis or something like that. But um, they're going to cruise in. They're going to be a number one seed. I really like Houston, and I do like your Kansas State team. By the way, I think they're a really talented team with some good coaching. Uh, I, I think they're an interesting team, and honestly, that whole Big Twelve is fascinating to watch. I think there's three or four teams. Uh, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, you know, even Texas, if they get the, you know, whole coaching, if they can gel around the new coach. Uh, there's a lot of talent there, and they, they could be someone that has two, even three teams in the Final Four this year. Yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely been some hot competition there for sure. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, hopefully we can talk next week about what happens in the AFC and NFC Championship and then uh, preparing for the NFL Championship. You have a great weekend, sir. I'll talk to you soon.